On today's episode of the SPEMA Council podcast, we had on Alex Mohammed, a SPEMA alumnus of 2017 and a current program specialist at Jay's Care. This was an awesome, awesome episode. It was the first time this year that we've gone into the, the sport for development space. I, I know we 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 uh, we did a feature on it uh, last year with Emma Lambert of uh, of, Mo, of, Mo, of Motion Ball, but this, again, it's the first time that we've uh, done so this year, and the episode did not disappoint. Alex talked about his FEMA experiences, uh, notably um, as a as a volunteer for the baseball team and uh, and um, as a member of the of the intramural staff as a coordinator. He also and he also talked about his uh, experiences uh, as a programmer of summer camp and sports specialist um, at the city of Brampton, where he spent uh, a number of years doing. But uh, the Jays care stuff was simply unbelievable to hear from learning how the programs are set up, the process uh, to connect with the communities that are being impa- are being impacted and design designing it based on feed based on their feedback and and just seeing how sport impacts people, especially uh, and, and he and he dives in, dives into a story where they went uh, up into up, up, up into can- up into Canada's north in this remote flying community and 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 brought and brought baseball to them and i and i and i tell you um you're really going to learn really how powerful sport is and what it can bring uh to 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 people to people by just being there and playing the game it is my it is mind-blowing it's such a great it's such a great story and i hope it'll give you a new a a newfound appreciation for for the power of sport and what it can mean when it's used in a positive manner. A again, a special shout out to Alex Pence who made its his co-hosting debut co-hosting debut as well. But this is a great episode, and I encourage you to tune into the whole thing. So without further ado, let's go. Let's 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 get let's get moving on uh, to the latest episode. Uh, sit back, relax, because this is the Spima Council podcast. How's it going, everyone? Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. I'd like to pull up a chair, sit back, and relax, and welcome you to yet another episode of the Spima Council podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, our, la- our last episode with uh, Yoel Haile of MLSC. Um, I hope you had the chance to tune to that and uh, and and learn and learn about a bit of things about his role, his career path, and uh, hopefully you guys uh, took 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 away some of his um, some some of his advice and uh, pointers from the episode as well. And you know, I I hope that everyone's uh, do, doing well mentally um, uh, as as well. Um, uh, J- uh, January, early February uh, isn't an easy, isn't an easy month by any means. So, uh, just hoping everyone is, um, is, is, is healthy and, uh, and, and do, and doing okay. But, um, moving on to the episode at hand, uh, we, uh, before we introduce our, uh, guest for the episode, we got a debuting co-host, uh, for, 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 for today's edition, not a big deal. Uh, Alex Pence, one of our SPEMA council first year reps, Welcome to the show, buddy. With your uh, with your uh, hapless Detroit Lions hat, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, I love how you always tend to target the Detroit Lions, but one day we'll win. It'll be the sweetest victory there'll ever be in sports. 
hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. It'll probably be it's um, if the Lions win the Super Bowl is kind of a probably akin to could be akin to like the Chicago Cubs winning yeah. when it when it when it winning winning the World Series. But uh, you've got quite the enthusiastic and uh, positive coach in Dan Campbell. I will give you I will I will give you that he did get praise. In our me in, in in one of in one of our meme in one of our meme Mondays. So uh, yeah, I so I so I, I I do I do so in all seriousness, I I do I do respect the lot the Lions fan base. They've let's just say that you guys have been through a lot. I can obviously relate because I'm a Leafs fan, and we will not spend any more. We we will not spend a second talking about those incidents. Moving on to uh, moving on to uh, more important matters, we had on Alex Mohammed um, on today's show. He's a program specialist at Jay's Care. Uh, he spent a ta- time with a variety of organizations before that. Uh, he spent almost seven years at the city of Brampton in their in their rec departments, uh, doing do, doing things such as a summer camp uh, pro- summer camp programmer, and he was also at Brock as a uh, as a recruitment specialist uh, as as well. Uh, Alex, were your um, uh, takeaways from uh, from this episode yeah I think one thing that he really stuck out to me as a first year especially is uh, take all the opportunities you can and there's mention in it uh, about necessarily taking opportunities outside of sport and in sport in order to build who you are as a person so I think it's a really useful kind of uh, it's, it's a very useful episode to get uh, to understand that anything can be useful with your career Hundred percent, hundred percent. A lot of his experiences are um, are very, very impactful. Um, he mm-hmm. ta- he talks a lot about uh, getting exposed to a bunch of different demogra- demographics. First with the city of Brampton, but more, but more so with Jay's Care. There's a bunch of stories where you know he's had the opportunity to travel up north and impact uh, and and impact and impact all and impact all these all all the all these all these communities. Uh, I, I won't spoil the story here, obviously, but you know um, those 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 experiences, you know, were quite something uh, to hear about on the show, eh? Yeah, because especially as for a lot of us at Brock, we're from the city, we're from the GTA. We grew up in uh, cities that you are probably a half an hour, an hour drive from Toronto. Um, we're not we're not really versed in those places that are kind of isolated by themselves. And to hear the stories of how he impacted those places that are isolated, it's just incredible. Yeah, it's like uh, it, it, it's it's nuts. Like you know, he he he's, he's traveled he's traveled as far as uh, as as north as north as north as north Saskatchewan, where you know you're closer to the territories than you are yeah. uh, to 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 the cap to the capital to the capital to the capital city. So again, we're we're not going to spoil the story, but certainly a story that you know. Um, that you know you you you'll want you'll want to uh, tune into throughout this episode, and you know another th- another quick thing that I wanted to mention was you know it was um, was was it was uh, was him highlighting uh, his time as a um, as an intramural staff as as, an inter- as a staff member uh, with Bro- with Brock and your murals uh, designing designing leagues and uh, gaining a lot of transferable skills along the way really gave insight as to. Uh, as to how the, as to, you know, what goes into building an intramural league and, you know, what, what skills you really need to hone in on in order to make it successful. Eh? Yeah. Especially as a student, you kind of just sign up for the intramurals, go play. We don't realize all the stuff that happens behind that. And uh, again, to kind of build on that, 
he he created opportunities and learning opportunities from his experience setting up these leagues that we all enjoy. So yeah, it was definitely a really interesting listen. Hundred percent. Well, look at um, I think we've covered enough uh, in 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 the in this intro. So um, let's send over to Alex to, to 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 the interview with Alex. But before we go, Alex, uh, any final any final words before we uh, before we head off? Yeah, just make sure you guys listen through. It's it's greatly impactful. Uh, I think for all schema majors and even for people that aren't in schema, it's just the stories he's had is extremely impactful. And I hope you guys enjoy. For sure. And uh, with that, let's send over to Alex Mohammed, uh, Brock Spima alumnus and a program specialist at Jay's Care. Enjoy, folks. All right. On this episode of the Spima Council podcast, we have a very, very exciting guest uh, coming onto the show today. A SPEMA graduate of 2017, his career spans a variety of organizations such as the City of Brampton as a summer camp programmer and at Brock as an recruitment officer. In 2018, he joined his current organization, the Toronto Blue Jays, specifically in the Jays Care Department, and has been there ever since, now serving as a program specialist at Jays Care. Please welcome to the show SPEMA alumnus Alex Mohammed. Alex, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Will. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you having me on. No problem. No problem. All right, let's get right to it. The de facto first word of the SPEMA Council podcast. Alex, what mindset have you adopted to forge a successful career? I think to be successful in my career thus far, I've been, I think you have to be open-minded and you have to be like open to change and uh, like willing to just take things as they come. Of course, going through sport management, I think students like there's like a specific mindset. People want to work in sport. They want to be a part of sport organizations. But I think um, I, I, I just try to be open-minded. I try to take things as they come. Um, and no, no one opportunity, you know how it's going to pan out. But I think if you look for things that you're interested in, and again, I think if you're, you're open-minded to finding different opportunities, um, things will pan out and you'll be successful in your career. Yeah, the the open minded stuff's uh, a big thing, especially if if you if you real if you realize it early on. I mean, I I think you know looking back on it as uh, a as a fourth year student, Jesus Christ, um, looking back as a fourth as you know fourth fourth year student, having that open mindedness really helps because people sometimes go into the program saying, oh, I want to do th- oh I want to do this I I want I want to do this very very specific role and you know that change you know for for all for all we for all for all we know that could change in the course of a year six months three uh three three months and you know when when you go into the program you know it it, it's it's crazy how many how, how how many branches the sport industry has in terms of opportunities especially uh especially and you know uh listeners uh, tuning in, tuning into this first second years, you'll 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 realize this when you take on some, if you take on some volunteer opportunities throughout 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 the year. There, are, you know, there's so many different paths you can take and so many niches you can niches you can find. It's um it it, it it's 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 an it's an opportunity to 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 discover your strengths and really what you, what 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 you, what you, what you're good at despite what you're you know what your presumptions may be about you know what you want what what you want to do as soon as you enter the program eh 
no absolutely I think that's that's very fair I think uh like I think it was going back like first year or second year I can't remember what it was but when you start to think about the sport sectors there's like not-for-profit uh like professional sport or um like public sport um yep, so you're actually bang on. you're bang on there I got it there professor a little bit a little, little bit a little bit of one p9 two fundamentals for you that's that's it <laughs> professor <laughs> professor go. chart during my time was uh was who it was but I had two other uh really close roommates uh who went through the program as well and it's actually fun now when we look back at it I work for Jays Care so in the not for, not for profit sector uh one of my other colleagues works for the Blue Jays so in the for profit professional sport and then uh one of our the third uh buddy of ours is um an athletic coordinator at a at a school so three different sectors as we were going through taking the same classes living in the same house and things like that um but we all sort of found our branch and I think exactly what we said what you said there William it's uh you kind of have to just take with with what comes different opportunities um different connections that you have and how those will sort of pan out and there's no way to know exactly you you could say I want to be uh in a certain role for a certain organization but along the way things are going to happen that might change that um you just got to kind of roll with it and, and see what happens as it goes yeah so um it says here that you attended Brock from 2013 to 2017 and uh, were fairly involved with Brock sports during your time here uh notably on the intramural staff as a coordinator and a game day volunteer for the basketball team uh, can you give students and viewers some insight into the processes towards running a university-wide league? And did that give you any transferable skills moving forward into future roles? Yeah, I think for myself, obviously coming to the university in first year, like sport being a big part of my life growing up, playing it. Uh, when you come to university, there's only a certain number of ways you can still be involved in it. Of course, if you play on a varsity athletics team, then you can have that. But intramurals was like the next biggest thing. So my first year with my roommates and things like that, my uh, people that lived in uh, my residents with me would take part in intramurals and the people that were there week to week planning and organizing um, I found out very quickly that was an on-campus job so I think um, like in whatever realm you're in or whatever uh, program you're studying people are going to say like network network and, and do those things but it can come in other aspects right that was an on-campus right. job that I worked and I think a large part of that uh, like you said I worked at the city of Brampton for uh, like over seven years every summer when I would go home running uh, summer-based programs. So you had to program, you had to create uh, different weekly schedules, uh, and then you had to facilitate whatever you were going to do for, uh, for, for campers. And coming to Brock, working in, in Brock Sport or, and uh, for intramurals, it was, it was just a cool way to meet a whole another set of people. Like you didn't just have sport management people. You had people who were studying rec and leisure. You had teachers education, comms, kin. You had people from all different realms, all working right. this small on-campus team and like every sport that's there or every activity, all the class and things like that, that was a part of the team that put it together. And I think it just, it gives you the inside to that, right? Because those are jobs too within Brock Sport that um, right. maybe grads are looking for, but it it just gives you, just gives you just perspective on, on such a small scale when it came to on-campus sport, like a four team league, for example, that plays Tuesday morning volleyball the person that's got to create the schedule, the referees that you have to hire and all the things going into paying the referees. You got to have the space set up. The people from the cage got to come set up the nets in the gym. You as a coordinator, convener, you got to show up to the league. It's got to be rules that are set out. There's got to be health and safety that's put in place. Uh, everyone's got to have a student card. So like, that was such a small example of something on campus, but I think it just gives you such like real perspective to 
like what goes into planning a program like that. And I think like my time at Brock doing intramurals and, and through rec, like really, really gave me a lot of insight and a lot of skills. I think that I use now in my role today, because a lot of what I do as a program specialist at Jay's care is planning leagues like this and organizing big tournaments uh, and things like that. So again, that was just an example of something on campus that was allowing me to make some money, meet new people, and then gain some, some really valuable experience. And, so, and, uh, and, and, sorry. And it's, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask. So you kind of specifically you worked as like you kind of worked in sports uh, while your time at Brock here. Do you think all kind of job experience, even outside of sports, would be useful in developing certain skills for what like what you're doing now with Jay's Care? Yeah, I think for sure. Like, I think uh, we'll at the start mention it. But after I graduated, um, I worked in recruitment at Brock. So I was going around to various Ontario high schools, speaking about Brock University and the experience that I had. And like that role had nothing to do with sport, but it allowed me to work on like my people skills. I had to public speak every day. I had to communicate different information to so many different uh, like audiences that were out there. And I think, sure, I was speaking about Brock every day, but like the skills that you'll learn in other areas, it doesn't have to be sports specifically, are going to be what sets you up for those roles, right? Every day now I'm, I'm coordinating and talking to uh, community contacts or people that work in, in this realm. And I think it doesn't need to be sport, but I think if you can gain experience in a area that you think is interesting or you think you might want to pursue, and that's like a that's like a best of both worlds, right? You're going to gain those things, you're going to learn some things, and then hopefully you can apply them to whatever it is that comes next for you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Those roles, uh, any role that that get, that gets you that gets you engaged is almost certainly going to provide uh, a lot of skills for success and. And and you and you sort of alluded to it uh, in in your in you alluded to uh, to it in your answer working with the uh, city of Brampton where you spent uh, when you you spent you mentioned almost seven years uh, working on a variety of roles such as a programmer of summer camp and sports specialist um, did did those roles motivate you to purchase a niche uh, centered around sport for development similar to what you do at Jayscare? Yeah, I think like obviously for myself being in high school, I. I think I was working that role even before I had applied to go to Brock to study sport management. But I think when you get, again, different experiences provide you different perspectives. So when I started working there, of course, working at the city of Brampton, you see, you see youth who are coming to your programs from all different demographics, socioeconomic, whatever it might be. Right. So there, I had some insight there. You're working with youth that might have physical and cognitive disabilities. You're working with all different backgrounds. So that just gave me, I think just, some experiences when it came to that um but I knew like growing up people say like oh you went to Brock and you studied sport management that's what got you in your role but I had like volunteered and coached at my my high school I coached uh like baseball teams growing up um my first role actually at Jay's Care was uh as a part-time coach two days a week for like six hours for a program called Reviving Baseball in Inner Cities or RBI uh and that was a role that I didn't really know what it was going to be. I was commuting from Brampton to downtown Toronto to coach a team for like two and a half hours each week. And the but commute itself is not a lot. The not, commute not itself, a like I was sitting on the train, building out practice plans, running to catch the train at the end of a game or whatever it was. But I didn't know I didn't know where that experience was going to go or what it was going to bring me. But 
like those experiences are what lined me up for, for my role now. It, it not necessarily was uh, maybe my education background, but rather the skills that I had, because I think as I start to immerse myself more in it, and now I'm looking to hire a team that'll work alongside or on the programs that I work on, um, you're looking at people's skills and experiences rather than maybe academically where they studied, uh, because sometimes you might study one thing and all your experience comes from another, and that's what lines you up for a job, right? You gotta, you have to go to school and study, and, and of course, I use those things, um, but I think the experiences that you take away are, are a lot more valuable because it gives you real examples of what it is to be inside some of these roles. Yeah, so um, your current tenure at uh, JSCare has lasted almost four years. And as you mentioned, you guys kind of work with, uh, you look to empower girls, low-income youth, Indigenous youth, and youth with physical or cognitive disabilities. Can you speak to the impact of these initiatives uh, and how they've had an impact on the groups that you participate with? Yeah, so the, the two examples I guess I can speak to more specifically are, when I first started, I was coaching that inner city baseball team. So you had kids living in maybe community housing units in Toronto that maybe don't have the access to sport. They don't have a parent or guardian that can drive them to a practice. They don't have uh, the financial means to sign them up, but they don't have the equipment to play. And maybe they're newcomers to the country. Their parents don't know about baseball or know about sports and that, that sort of aspect. Um, so getting a chance to coach and be a part of that, it was like the first time some of the kids around me had a Jersey of their own or got to be a part of a school team or got to just be on a team. Right. So that was wow. a very empowering and, and cool experience for myself doing that. Mm -hmm. And then now more specifically, I work on the Indigenous programs that we run throughout the country. Um, so we run community-based programs um, for various tribal councils or health authorities, um, but we're looking to promote like healthy, active lifestyles, uh, but then also using baseball or softball as the tool to create like intergenerational change. So in some of the communities we work with, uh, the gap between parents and uh, maybe elders and the youth in communities wasn't there. So creating programs that have different top, different twists to baseball that allow them to connect. So in one of the program partners that we have um, that I work with, they play games once a week with neighboring communities. So there's multiple communities that come together to play, just like in the GTA, you might have Brampton, Mississauga, yeah. or Burlington play. They're from different First Nations around the area. And we team up with the local health authority that works there to provide infrastructure, funding, and just our support that way. But then what happens at the games is we're trying to build on more than just baseball. We're trying to teach some life skills and things like that, build on the intergenerational piece. So in the first inning, for example, kids go out and they play. And then in the second inning, their parents and guardians or elders in the community, counselors, chiefs, they play in the second. Then the third, the kids come back. The fourth, the parents come back. The fifth, the kids, and, and it swaps. And it's just a way to have parents stay around and watch their kids be a part of, be a part of the program. And in the program itself, uh, it doesn't matter about winning or losing, but we've created like a unique point system. So if you win the game, you get one point. But if you had a parent or guardian play, you get three. If you had fans come out, you get five. If you live stream the game, you get points. If you provide food for the opposing team coming in, you get food. So uh, you get points that way. So the, the program not being based around skill level, but rather like how can you rally your community and get people behind it? And uh, the impacts that I've seen, I've gotten to travel to a lot of, um, a lot of indigenous communities throughout the country, a lot being remote, 
uh, or flying communities or, or, or whatever it might be. But I think my perspectives growing up like in the GTA um, and having the opportunity to play sport and, and having a lot of the things that I do have and I'm privileged to have, going to some of these places and just seeing how much joy us being there is like they'll think we're professional baseball players i'm just like an average person off the street or uh providing them with the equipment or uh you like just taking an interest in their community and where they're from um it's it's been really eye-opening for myself and i think um that that part of my job is is the most rewarding you get to speak to people for so long about the planning but then before covid we were able to actually go to communities and and see it happen and i think when you when you see those initiatives like come come together and you like are there at an end of year tournament where all the communities are there uh like and parents and guardians and people are so proud of like their community and and what the program stands for that's where you see like you see impacts that'll that'll last forever for for some of these kids and some of the partners that we have 100 percent. and you know the saying it's more than a game apply 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 applies applies here like mm-hmm. the score you know although it's probably going to play a factor with the kids you know it's 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 all it's all it's all it's almost meaningless when you consider the when you consider the skills that are developed through just participate through just showing up to the game For like sure. they're get they're get they're getting involved in the sport they're developing physical literacy the parents are learning as well hands-on yeah. like what like what like you know there's, I don't think there's, there's, uh, there's many base, there's many baseball leagues that, you know, that, you know, say, okay, let's have the, let's have, let's, let's have, let's have, let's have the parents get, uh, get, get a glove and, and, uh, and take, and take, and take the field, take the field for an inning that, that involves them, that, that involves them more than, you know, just sitting and then, you know, just sitting on, uh, sitting on the the, ble- the bleachers for a few hours, and you know, I uh, remi- reminds me of a um, reminds me of a story uh, back in. Uh, geez, when was this? Uh, this was um, winter of 2017, uh, back in grade 12, where uh, I was coaching, where um, my uh, fit my uh, phys ed leadership class was assigned um, the uh, was assigned uh, to coach a basketball team um, of this class called team 10. Um, and the group is that, that group is where, you know, uh, in baseball terms, you find, uh, those kids playing, uh, playing, playing challenger baseball. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, so, you know, we, you know, we, we, so some of those, some of those kids had either physical disabilities or cognitive disabilities, like either they were like blind or deaf or or what, or what, or, or what, or what, or whatnot. And all, and we'd practice for them once a week in, uh, leading up to this this bit this this big tournament and you know it was all this man all this you know management of skill levels some some could some could some you know could potentially play in a real basketball league no problem some were just struggling how to pass or shoot and you know we go with this tournament and I go and and I don't remember the record because the smiles in those kids faces uh, they did not come off for like I'd say five or six hours. They were just proud to be wear to be to be wearing the, our school our our school our school colors our our jer- our, jer- our jerseys and uh, and you know it really just opened your eyes to what to what sport really means beyond the stereo beyond the stereotypes that we attach to it, which is you know win loss performance, where you know the greater impact in some 
areas of the industry, some industry in the industry is it requires you to to look to look to look to look to look deep to look deeper and to more and into the more the basic aspects like skill development that uh, that that some people may not expect. And again, you you allude to this in your last answer. Um, uh, as you've had stints at R- as as a RBI reviving baseball in your city's coach, a program coordinator, and a and a current uh, and a program specialist, it's easy to say that you've had a wide exposure to the wide scope of Jay's care initiatives that impact different communities and groups. Uh, what are the steps that go into effective program management, or is each process managing those programs unique um, based on based on its type? Yeah, I think the the biggest parts. I guess at Jays Care is that like we have a bigger brand, right? The Toronto Blue Jays being like Canada's baseball team, we have like a responsibility whenever we go or or we do things, we're doing it to a high standard because we're all sort of under the same umbrella. So I think at Jays Care, I guess to start, like we're in a really unique spot because we're the we're a not-for-profit organization, but we're under the scope of of a professional sport team, right? So in our office, when we are there, right next to us is the ticketing department. Uh, so they're selling tickets for the Blue Jays and, and we're on the other side traveling to different parts of the country running community-based programs. And I guess when you think about it in a way, if we go to a community and we run our program and give Jays hats and create fans, maybe they'll buy tickets one day, right? And that's how it sort of passes on. But I think when it comes to like effective program management, a lot of what we do at Jays Care is about like community input. So especially with my work in Indigenous communities, when we're designing these programs, like those I they will speak to us about some of the challenges that they're facing and uh, the barriers in community. But when those ideas come out, we're probably sitting at a table or virtually on a screen and saying, okay, we've heard these things, but like, what, what are your thoughts? What should we do? You know, the community best, we know baseball and softball and how we can use that as a, as a tool, but all of you know, your community, know your youth um, and how you'll all interact and, that's that's what we depend on and that's how we co-create these programs because we're not we're not going to go into any community or go into a space and say like this is what we should do we want to hear what they have and and what the the experts are saying right the the people who live in those communities and i think it's a, it's a lot about listening you got to listen and uh oh, yeah. and provide people with support cuz a lot of what we do is like ongoing support so when issues come up you're there you're you're there and able to help but you're also trying to problem solve and say uh, like reading articles and seeing like, what are other uh, like effective organizations doing? What are they implementing in? Um, and then using those things when we sort of sit down and, and are planning. But I think for myself and my role, you just have to be open-minded to people and their personal experiences and perspectives. Um, Cause just because I think one certain way or, or have this idea that I think is going to go, uh, someone else might have a different perspective or might uh, get to that final answer in a different way. And we have to, sort of navigate that system as we do it. And I think I've, mm-hmm. I've learned that a lot because even at Jays Care, we have teams that work with such different populations of youth. They're all marginalized and they all are, let's say facing a barrier to participating in sport, but the way each group goes about it is so different. And I think another thing to like, when you're working on programs and trying to launch them or create them is that no two programs will ever be the same because the people that are within them are the community members that support right. them. Right. They all have different perspectives. They all are going through different things. They're from different areas. There's different climate. There's different political landscapes. Um, and they just have different infrastructure. So I think for us, it's just, you got to just get, get 
as much information as you can to immerse yourself in it. And then when you start planning and, and doing those things, I can be the expert when it comes to baseball and softball and creating those things, but everything else, it comes from listening and uh, just trying to tie all those back in together. What's really cool about that strategy is, you know, you're empowering those communities from the get-go. You approach them and, 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 and it's, and it's like, you know, we can, you know, we have the, ba- we, we have, we have the baseball knowledge, but how can we design this pro this pro this program based on what you know what what you know from uh, from from your from your from your from your youth from your youth population because you know because because the real because again the real experts are are gonna are gonna are gonna be uh, the people in the community who have who have who have who who have experience um, uh, see, seeing the progress of years and years of, 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 gener- of, gener- of, gener- of generations, uh, develop, developing. So though, so, so it bet chances are, you know, they'll know their, they'll know their strengths, they'll know their weakness, their, 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 their weaknesses. And, uh, it's great to use that, uh, information to, um, to develop a program tailored to those, tailored to that's commu- tailored to those communities needs to ensure that the, that the, that the impact is going to be, is going to, is going to be felt long-term, which I imagine is priority number priority number one with everything that you do no for sure we have community partners now um that have started their program before i've i've been there so i've been there for four years we have one partner i think who's been a partner for maybe five almost close to six years and the program is just embedded into their community like every year it's like when is jay's care rookie coming back or um you have kids who started in like this the junior division and then I've gone to this senior division and now coming back and they're coaching and giving back their time that way. Um, in some of those communities, we'll provide like a league coordinator. So we'll provide funding so that um, so that somebody in their community starts to build capacity and starts to have the knowledge about running some of these programs. And those people become people who run youth-based programming all year round, not just for the summer programming. Um, but yeah, you definitely see how, you definitely see the impacts of it. And when you, you do like some when you do reporting at the end and you get to hear some feedback um, and you hear from parents or guardians or even some, from kids themselves uh, saying what the program did, it, it makes, makes everything especially worth it at that point. Um, yeah. So earlier in the, early in this podcast, you somewhat alluded to this, but what was one of the most rewarding things that you've experienced uh, during your time with the Blue Jays and Jays care? And to kind of add on top of that, do you have a specific moment or story uh, that really sticks out that makes you happy with what you do? Wow. That's a good question. Um, I think, I think for myself, like the most rewarding thing is you get like in my role. Now I get to tie lots of pieces of my life together in one thing that I call work. Right. They always say like, Oh, if you work, if you find something you enjoy and never work a day in your life, I grew up playing baseball. So I know the impacts that baseball brought me and how many, like close friends that it's brought me and the memories that it has behind there. Then being able to work with kids, that's always been something that I enjoyed, like doing it from when I was in grade 10 in high school, all the way through university, coming to university, you still get to be around sport, you get to plan leagues, you get to do these things working in rec. Um, and then you sort of move on to this role and you get to bring this together, right? Like as a, as a kid growing up in the GTA, you go to, to the Rogers center and like whoa how cool would it be if you're someone who works for this organization and now as a staff I'll go there and that's our office every day and it's 
it's such like a cool and rewarding thing. But I think for myself, it's the opportunity that I have every day to just like create impacts. If I put the energy and, and time in it um, and communicate the right way and just give people the energy that they need and the respect that they need, wherever it is, the things that we can make happen are, are endless. It, it comes down to just how much we have, how much we have to give, how much energy, right? We always, we always talk about being burnt out. And I think sometimes you get so immersed in like the communities and the people that you're working with and you want to give them everything you can that you're not only burnt out like physically, but you're burnt out emotionally, right? Because it will, oh, 100%. When, we to, when we used to travel, you used to, like, you, you have to go there, right? And that takes a lot out of you and you have to put on like a smile everywhere you go and you're trying to create as many impacts or, or connections as you can while you're there. But I, I think a time that sticks out is, uh, like one of our one of our partners is in northern Saskatchewan and uh it was a it was a a health an education band that oversaw six communities in that area. So at the time when I was working on creating this partnership, uh, the director of education basically came to us and said that uh, there was mental health uh, there's a mental health crisis going on in their communities. Youth in the summers had not much to do or outside of school and they were remote. So I needed an outlet for that. And we had already launched, like had that program um, in those indigenous communities with the community-based program. So I got to sort of take that model, adjust it a little bit, but provide it there, give my energy, give my support. But I think the most rewarding thing was going there at the end of uh, the summer. And you're talking to that person from like January of that year. I traveled to the community in January in the winter. You get to speak. I spoke at like a youth conference. You spoke there, talked about the program. Fast forward a couple months, I go back in June. I do like a coach's training. We do a community visit. So you go to every community, you go to all the schools, you get to meet all the kids. You say like this summer, a Jay's care program is coming to your community. If you want to be a part of it, this is how you sign up. Then the program launched in like July time. And then we go back in August and we bring all the teams together for a tournament. Um, and we try to bring all like the, the cool bells and whistles. We try to bring like banners. We had speakers and AV, we have food. Um, the chief came that day and uh, opened up the day with like, we had an elder opening up the day with an opening prayer uh, and ceremony. So like being able to say, like I was just one person involved in that huge program that took place when I got to go back and you're like, I have photos of us standing there at like the opening ceremonies and um, like seeing all the kids from six different communities there, their parents, their guardians in the stands. Um, and you get to just be there and be a part of that and plan it. And uh and do those things, I'll remember that. That was like one of my first, I was like the first time I got to sort of see a program from start to finish. And I think for myself, it was uh, it was everything else that was in it, right? I visited there in the winter and then gone back and then you get to go at the end. And I think it just, times where it's lots going on or you have your own personal life or you have your other programs that you're working on or there are times where other people on my team need help and you're you're trying to give it and for that one partner that you have, you're their Jay's care contact, right? And I think when I when I got to sort of stand back and reflect on that, that was something I was really proud of. And now a couple of years later, you're still trying to do the same things and you have kids who had gone through the program or people still talking about it or uh, asking when we're going to come back and, and run it. And I think for for myself, that's been so rewarding, but that's my job allows me to do such cool things that I think it's... Uh, Every day that we're there, we're we're trying to do something that's impactful and that can reach as many people as possible through through the tools that we have here.
man, that's that that's one hell of a story. Uh, that's like, amazing. Like to like talk like talk about transforming a community in the span of a, in the span in the span of a year, eh? Like you know you you don't you know you know we we don't really realize how remote the country can get unless un, unless un, unless unless you unless you travel unless you travel there and right. and and when and when you do it's like wait we're closer to the territories than we are to the cat to the cap to the capital of this province yeah so yeah. you know the uh, very often it's either fly in and it's 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 either like access a access a, a a seasonal road to get there yeah. access a yeah. plane to get there and because of that you know there's not there's not there's not much so when these communities get to enjoy that that you know not only empowers them through sport but their culture is able to be connect connected connected with it as 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 as, as, as well as you mentioned the 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 the, the chief the chief opened up uh opened up that program for you that 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 must that must be such a thing to uh such a thing to wit to wit to wit to uh to to witness and you know i imagine it motivates you to um to 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 keep to keep these programs going uh for uh for 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 the for those communities long term because you see the impact that that has but um, look at Alex. Uh, this this was an awesome episode. Awesome to shed light on Jay's care, what you do, and the sheer impact that the organization has on some on on, on some communities. For for the listeners in the episode, I encourage you to, to go to the Jay's Care website, see what they do, see which communities they 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 help they help they help out and empower. The impact cannot can, cannot be stated enough as to what this organization does. But before we go, um, it is tradition around here at the Speedman Council podcast to have uh, have the guests say the say 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 the last words uh, to say what's on their mind, anything that they've left out, or just an excuse to shoot the breeze a little while longer. So, Alex, thanks so much, man, and the floor is yours. No, I think for uh, I think for anyone who's listening to to the podcast and and thinking about Brock or a current student inside of it. Um, I think all the people you'll probably hear from in the different perspectives that you have, those, those are their examples, right? Those are the things that they've lived and they've gone through. But I think no, like I just, I was saying earlier, no two examples will be the same, right? No two people will walk the same path and get to the same place. Um, and through the world now and everything that's going on, it might be difficult to find a job or it might be difficult to find the avenue that you're trying to get into. But I always say it to, to perspect to students and, uh, like different young professionals and things like that. Like I'm sort of in that same boat. I found a cool experience that came when it was right for me. I was ready to sort of jump into the professional world and, and work in that space. And it came to me, but I don't think for some, it might take a little bit longer, but I think timing has to be right. And I think when opportunities and things are ready to happen, they'll happen. Um, and a lot of the times I know when I was a student, I was looking at my peers and and saying like, oh, they got a job. Am I doing something wrong? Or they're getting opportunities. Am I doing something wrong? But I think like as you go through it, the way you network and the way you go about things, you have to be open-minded. You have to be open-minded to meeting people. You have to be open-minded to trying new things and, and learning new experiences. Um, and I think if I can give you any advice, it's if there's something that you think you might want to do in the future, there are probably people you can reach out to to seek some advice from. 
Um, but not everything has to be sort of in a straight line. You don't need to be this, then this, then this. It could come in all different ways. And I think the way that's unique and, and right for you is, is the way that you'll know. Um, these are my experiences and what I've lived. But um, I think when, when timing is right and things are ready to happen, they'll happen. You just got to continue to move forward, um, continue to have a positive mindset, meet new people, try new things, and uh, things will eventually work out one way or another. So that's what I'll, that's what I'll leave you with. And that's a great way to wrap it up. Thanks again, Alex. Yet another quality episode this week. A uh, big thanks goes out to Alex Mohammed, Program Specialist at Jay's Care, for joining the show. Again, unbelievable career story. Uh, starting um, on the starting from on the Brock intramural staff as a coordinator, and with the city of Brampton for uh, a number of years uh, to his position to his position with with the with the Jays Care. You know, a guy that, se- that seems you know really driven and really passionate. Um, with with what with what he with what he does, um, and Jay's Care is an awesome organization that 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 continually gives back to a variety of community groups, and you know, and 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 when approaching those community groups, as you mentioned on the on the episode, they do so with um uh with you know recognizing their strengths and share and uh and and targeting the community's best interests that that the community conveys to the Jays care organization which is really fascinating and I and, and I and I tell you that that's that's that story uh where he went to uh, where, where he went up north uh, to, in, in Saskatchewan to uh deliver baseball that that's that's an all-timer on the show in ter- in, ter- in terms of in terms of stories if, if you if you if you didn't take anything from you didn't if you didn't take much from this show I, I certainly hope you didn't but if you didn't take much from this show Certainly, that story is uh, is 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 an is an all timer for sure. Another shout out goes to Alex Pence uh, for being a great co host. Podcast debut, not a big deal, but a great job, great great job, mate. And um, and 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 you know, again, like I've said with all the other co hosts, you're always welcome back on the show if you want to co host in the near future. But until but until uh, the next episode, that is it for this edition of the Speedman Council podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay classy, and we'll see you guys soon. Cheers, everyone.